Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Work Alchemy podcast series on impact, talking with entrepreneurs and organizational leaders who contribute to building a more cooperative and positive future. I'm Ursula York, the host of this series. I'm a mentor to business people who want to have a positive effect on the world around them, building strong businesses by creating value for their clients, team members, and the larger world. I'm so passionate about sharing with you the stories of entrepreneurs and leaders who have impact, their inspiring and energizing role models. I hope you use what you learn here to be inspired about what you can do in your business and beyond. For ongoing inspiration and support to get clear on your impact and put it into action, enter your name and email at workalchemy.com. Today's guest in this podcast series on impact is Violet de Ayala. Violet realized her destiny was to enrich both the professional and personal lives of talented women looking to grow their businesses, revenues, and connections. As a serial entrepreneur starting at age 22 with an obsession for business growth, she's seasoned in the rocky road of self-employment and understands the challenges women face when creating their own vision of success. She's best known for creating one of the fastest-growing international business organizations for women, FemCity. As a motivational speaker, small business expert, coach, and writer, Violet shares her knowledge and offers others the inspiration to create and pursue their own destiny in business. Her approach to leading a successful business and enriched lifestyle utilizes humor and mindfulness. Violet was selected as one of Isaac Mizrahi's muses for his Malibu collection and was featured in People, In Style, and Real Simple magazines. She's been quoted as a business expert in Entrepreneur, Mashable, Huffington Post, Business News Daily, and Business Insider. She served as a part of the White House's Women Environmental Leaders Program. So welcome to the podcast, Violet. It's great Thank to have you Thank you so here. much. I'm so happy and honored to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, my pleasure. I, uh, I'm so interested in this organization, Fem City, that you created. I've been a part of it for a few years now, and it's been a positive experience for me. And, uh, how did you come to, to have this idea and this business in particular as it stands now? Cause I know you've had a number of businesses before. Yeah. So it was interesting because, um, I, I used to own a marketing and PR company that worked with environmental and community initiatives. And so I would go to all sorts of different networking events here in South Florida. And as I would attend the events, I found that I would get more and more frustrated because they didn't feel uh, like family to me. It didn't feel like it was a good fit. And so after a couple of years of going through all the different um, circuits here in Miami, I finally said, you know what, that's it. I'm going to just start something small. It'll just be for 20 women and we'll meet once a month and it will be loving and supportive and we'll just be there, you know, for one another and help each other rise in this business world that we're setting. And so that's how it started. The first event was, you know, quite boring. We had 20 women and it was like a really bad, I would say it was like a really bad baby shower because there was like no games to play and there was like nothing, you know, nothing cute to kind of But I, I knew that it was the start of something. Um, so that was my first, my first aha moment. And then my second aha moment was the next time that we had a lunch. We had about 60 women attend, and it was just beautiful. It was filled with diversity, every age bracket, every um, religion, color of skin, height, weight. It was just really magical. And so that's, that's how it really started, is just starting with those monthly lunches. At the time, they were just lunches. That's great. I uh, 
uh, I mean, it's so many people try to come together in some way, whether it's kind of a mastermind format or something um, less formal, but still to have such rapid growth right at the beginning, it's great. How, how did you decide to move it to a larger forum? Because it's now international. It is. Is that it right? is. And so um, in 2000, I started in 2009, in spring of 2009. And by the end of that year, I had friends from all over the world uh, messaging me through Facebook. They saw the pictures of our events and they kept asking for a Fem City location near them. And I thought, why would you want a Fem City location near you? You know, we need it here in Miami because we didn't have anything, but you clearly probably do have something there. And it was after, you know, the 20th or 30th email that I thought, there's something here that I don't see just yet, but if the world is telling me they need it, I need to look a little bit further and, and, and see how I can go ahead and bring this to them. And that's how it kind of started shifting. And um, in 2010, it was a lot of focus groups. Um, I actually met Jessica Passman, who's my business partner, at our second Fem City Miami event. And um, through conversations and telling her what I envisioned and what I wanted to do, she said, oh my gosh, I, you know, I'd love to be your business partner. And I knew that business partnerships really work best when you pick someone that's the opposite of you, that can kind of highlight, you guys can kind of, uh, you know, feed off each other's strengths and weaknesses. And so it was a great fit. 2010, we started doing all sorts of focus groups, asking women what they wanted, what it would feel like, what they were craving, how we could help them grow their business. Because there are so many amazing networking groups out there, you know, globally speaking, there are so many. So what would, what could we do that would make it different that would actually impact their lives? And after 2010, we then put a guide together and we launched our first city, which was Fort Lauderdale. And it did really well. I couldn't believe it. Honestly, I thought there's no way it's going to work, you know, like there's just no way. And so it really did. It was beautiful. It felt the same. It felt like family. It felt like they were there as a sisterhood to one another. And then we launched a couple more, 2011, 2012, and constantly looked, you know, to see how we were doing and asking the questions. How can we serve more? How can we do better? How can we make it to that? This is a home for women that are either in business already or looking to launch business. And, um, and here we are. We're almost in 80 locations and, um, and growing strong. That's great. I, uh, in this conversation you've been having with people, and, and you mentioned that there are many other organizations that are networking opportunities and bringing people together and even women-specific organizations. What is it that makes Fem City unique or special? I think that... Um, the biggest thing is that I, I hate networking. I always hated networking. I hate, I, hate the, I actually even like, I don't even like the word. And um, yeah. just the idea of like, you know, people coming to me and grabbing my business card and throwing it into their spam list and just kind of like me, 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 that whole feeling of networking. I, I, from the beginning, I knew I didn't want that. I wanted it to be more about relationships, about connectivity, about empowering one another and, and being there as a home. And so I, from the beginning, it's always been like that and, and listening to the voices of the women that we serve. And so a lot of the components of our events really deal with more the uh, the karmic side of business, the spirituality side of business, which sounds a little hokey pokey. But when we come together and we, we commit to making our lives better by helping each other, then it really resonates and, and attracts women that understand that we can do this together that we are stronger together. And so when we do like our gratitude shout outs or um, even like our website now, we're launching our new profile design. It includes 
pieces that share gratitude to other women in our network and in, in other areas of our website. So everything comes down to how do we lift each other up? How do we help one another? And so when you kind of have those conversations over and over again, and the presidents that you place in the role to launch the cities understand that, it really then um, it grows just organically and um, it flows in that whole entire theme. Is do you feel that this? Um, I mean, you're you're doing this with a business partner, but is is what you're doing now? Is it a reflection of your personal values? And is there a way that you brought your own beliefs and values into your into this business? Yeah, that's an that's a I, I love that question. So I. I truly believe at the core of my soul, my purpose is to serve and to make community better. And, um, you know, even with the past businesses that I had, I had a Pilates business for 10 years in Raleigh, North Carolina, and I, I only had women as, you know, my students. And even through that, you know, just changing their world and bringing them together with other women and creating an environment where they felt safe and, and, that, and supported and also could improve, you know, aspects of their life that they were searching for. Um, I've sat on multiple boards. I've raised a lot of money for nonprofits. I feel that I couldn't be doing anything in life if I wasn't serving in a greater way. So this is definitely something that it goes with the fiber of my spirit naturally. It, it's not something that, um, it's not something like I just thought, Oh, like, that would be kind of cool. It's just something that I felt so pulled to do. Like that's my purpose. And I stepped into it. Yeah, that's great. And, um, I mean, in this conversation around impact that I've been having, it's um, so much of what we do, whether it's consciously or unconsciously, is guided and affected by the things that we hold dear, the values that we have. So I think being conscious about that really helps helps people and has obviously helped you in such clarity around your business and where you want it to go. Yeah, it's, um, I... I don't want to say I was lucky to discover that. I think that I had bouts of my career that dealt with industries that I didn't feel connected to. I mean, I did real estate for a while and I did some event production. And I, I feel like those aspects of my life, those chunks of years, I felt uh, I didn't feel centered. I didn't feel purposeful. And so when I stepped into a way of serving, it felt like I was coming to life. I was flourishing. And so it's gotten to the point now where if I'm not serving, if I'm not doing something to improve life or the community or people around me, I don't feel at home, you know? So, um, mm. it's been interesting. It's been a, it's been a series of aha moments to get there. And I, and I think that we all have that in us, you know, we all feel better when we help one another. It's just a matter of realizing that and then, and then stepping into it. Yeah. Is is that something that you really bring into practice in the everyday operation of your business, like with your team members and in decisions that you make about how you market Absolutely. the business? So pretty much every day I think of like how we can serve better, how we can serve more. I, I think the number one challenge, it's interesting that, you know, we, uh, we are in a lot of cities right now. We're continuously growing. And I think the number one issue that we face, even to this day, as we bring new presidents on board to launch new some city locations is that I, I, I share with them that the work that we do is very difficult because we need to change the mindset of the women that we serve for them to understand that together we're stronger. We don't compete with one another. We actually um, lift each other up 
that's the number one thing because a lot of times women come to us and they've never seen that before. So this is the first time they've seen it. And then the other thing that we have a challenge for is that they don't honor one another. You know, and that's very difficult mm-hmm. because they've never seen it before. Where, where on, what, on what TV show do you see women honoring each other over and over again or coming together and working to lift themselves up? Usually women are portrayed, you know, I'm going to steal your husband or I'm going to steal your job or I'm going to, you know, all these kind of things. <laughs> so that's, our, that's the number one thing that when, when we're looking to launch that we address from the get-go. Like we're here to serve. We're here to help their lives better. And the only way they're going to see that is if we do it with our board members, when we do it to our community, when we lift each other up, then everyone says, oh, that's the way it's supposed to be done. That that does feel great. I think I'm going to do it too. Hmm. Is that something you, that you see is really prevalent? I, I guess in my experience, I've been an entrepreneur for 20 years now, and I guess I've been really fortunate that the people that I've connected with have been pretty supportive, and I, I haven't seen a lot of that and I know it's a, it, it is a common experience for a lot of women. Do you see that shifting now in, in your I experience? I do. It's getting, it's getting better and better, I think, because more women are being vocal about it and not um, bashing one another. But, you know, we see it through um, even some of the celebrities where they're, you know, sharing gratitude towards one another, lifting each other up, being supportive. So those are the kind of messages that we need to hear more of and also for our young girls so that they see that collaboration is the key to respect one another, to not sit there and, and gossip or, you know, um, to pull each other down or to criticize in a harsh way with a negative intention. You know, those kind of things don't work. What really works is this. And, and it is getting better and better. I, I absolutely, since the day we started to where we are now, oh my gosh, it is so much better. It's still there, you know, but it's not, it's not as much. And I think because so many more vocalized and well-known advocates for that behavior are speaking about it more and more like Emma, you know, from Harry Potter, like, you know, just how she goes, she just is such a strong feminist and she shares her stories and she honors other women. And then you have Meryl Streep and you just have so many that are in that limelight that have a greater impact than, than what I can have with some city at the moment. That's great. Is, I mean, you've talked some about how you've uh, seen that evolving and the impact that's having on women and, and also, the other, the impact of FemCity and bringing women together and supporting each other and, and really recognizing what they have to contribute. Do you think that's causing a, a, an impact or creating a shift in the, in the larger world too? Do you feel that it goes beyond just, just the, the organization? Well, I, I feel that every, it's funny, every time I hear someone say something negative about another woman, I always say, there shifts the world, you know, that, that's not going to help us. And so even the smallest comment or the smallest thought that is not uplifting, that is negative um, in purpose, that, that is something I think that does shift the world in a negative way. So if I use that same principle, and I think as we lift each other up, as we, as we launch more and more cities and we have thousands more women doing that to one another and, and praising one another, I think that it does shift the world. You know, And you can go into kind of a hokey pokey, you know, is it the energy, is it the universe, is it, but I do feel that it, it starts shifting the way that we elevate each other and it makes it so that that's the norm versus pulling each other down. So I do, I do feel mm. that. And again, it's on hokey pokey, yeah. but <laughs> you know, every negative comment that we say is, is out there and it, and it, it does damage. Well, I, I completely agree with you. And, um, I mean, I think that 
spiritual aspect that you spoke about is so important in recognizing how we all are connected with one another, whether it's it's directly through an organization like FemCity, but what we say and do, it, it affects things, it matters. And um, so I think, you know, you're making, you're really reinforcing that with uh, what you're doing and, and really encouraging women to think about that. Is in this um, work that you're doing that you're so obviously passionate about and, and really uh, you're, you're involved in this um, organization that's growing so quickly, do you feel that your own self-care is something that affects your ability to have impact? Because it can get really easy to be so involved in what you're doing and wanting to do this good work in the world um, that it's sometimes hard to pay attention to that. What are your thoughts on that? How do you support yourself in being present and having the energy to do this? That's an excellent topic. Um, And I think that this is a topic that every woman uh, deals with because we're natural uh, nurturers. We naturally put others before ourselves. You know, it's just something that's, I don't know, something within us that makes it so that that's more of, of who we are. So I, I, that has been a journey also, you know, I used to be the one that, um, had to, you know, sit on six boards and I had to chair every single committee and I had to have every account. And if I felt sick, I'd keep on going because that's what made you tough, you know, and I'd work until five in the morning because that's what made me, you know, really serious about the work that I was doing. And, you know, that path leads you to exhaustion. It leads you to illness. It leads you to, um, a state that's not healthy and, um, you know, I was diagnosed pre- pre-diabetic. I have, you know, I've had some health issues in the past and those are some wake up calls that, that are good. You know, when you wake up and you say, this is not what life's supposed to be about. And, um, there was a time that I, I went to Madrid for, I believe it was my 40th birthday. I just decided to go to Madrid for the weekend, you know, just take a break and just escape. And I did that. And that was really the first moment of shifting into this more meditative, uh, more respectful for myself, for, for me to heal, for me to make sure that I do take care of myself first, because if I'm not at my best, then everyone around me suffers and I can only impact the world if I am my strongest, you know? And, um, so that if you, if you think about it from that perspective, then you naturally put yourself first, you naturally rest, you know, you do your yoga, you take your walks on the beach, you take your days off, you go on vacation, because that then you understand that in order to serve whoever it is, clients or your family or your your partner, you know, you need to take care of yourself first in order to to impact the world greater. It's kind of like when you're on the airplane and they give you the you know the video like that oxygen mask and they say, put it on yourself right. first and then help someone else. You know, that's 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 it in life. I mean, you have to take care of yourself first in order to help others. Because if you are only functioning at one eighth of your potential then the world is not is not receiving your true value. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, in this in the course of of doing this, and you've been at it for I guess seven years in this particular business, but you've been an entrepreneur for a long time. Is there a barrier or obstacle that you can think of in having the impact that you want to have, you yourself, and living out your purpose? What, uh, have you run into one that you, that you can talk a bit about and talk about how you dealt with that? I always think it's helpful for people to hear, you know, it's not about the, uh, success story of, yeah, everything took off and it was wonderful from there. We all have 
issues and obstacles that come up and it's how we deal with them that makes such a big oh difference. But I, yeah. And, and this is another great topic because I think that the more that we share these stories of how we got there, the more it empowers others to, pers- to per- persevere the moments where they feel like giving up or they feel like quitting. So I think with, you know, starting from city for sure. I mean, I went like a year and a half without making one penny and injecting everything I have into, into this organization. And pulling my kids out of private school and getting rid of my Mercedes and buying a Fiat, you know, because it was less expensive. And, um, you know, there were definite huge sacrifices I did in order to bring this organization to light. And also the lack of funding that a lot of women get, you know, we didn't have a lot of money starting out from city, you know, we had very, very little, we had enough to do the first website. And all that, you know, just kind of grew organically. But it had we had Um, better funding, you know, we could have definitely grown faster, we could have hired more people sooner. And, um, and, you know, and and those sacrifices that I did for myself, I mean, I look at my children, and there are years of their lives that they didn't have what other kids had, you know, because I was so uh, much invested into the work that I was doing with Femme City. So those are definitely challenges that I struggled with. And then those moments come where, you know, someone offers you a job making, you know, 250,000. And you think, Wow, that's really tempting. You know, I my kids have everything and I could get my Mercedes again and I could travel and I could do all that. But then it goes back to what's my purpose? You know, what what am I trying to accomplish? Is it just, you know, this kind of position and wealth, or is it something greater, something that I can then leave a legacy behind and, and impact thousands and thousands of women around the world, hopefully soon millions of women, that their lives forever change because of the sacrifices that I made. And, um, and so those were definitely struggles. I mean, my, my Steve and I got divorced, um, and then we ended up getting back together last year. And, you know, that definitely there was some strain with the finances. I mean, it's, it's been a definite journey. It has not been easy. I did not wake up and just like, Oh my gosh, this is going to be perfect. And we're not going to have any hiccups and we're just going to grow, you know, and we're going to make millions (laughs) of dollars. It's been, um, and even now, sometimes I get a check for the month. Sometimes I don't, you know, if we have to invest in another IT company, if we have to invest in another program that goes first and then I come after, you know, and, um, and so those are the sacrifices you make. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> I'll edit that out. <coughs> so you've, uh, done so much with this company and and before that is this kind of focus that you have on service and being willing to make those kind of sacrifices for what you feel is important is that something that's evolved over time or have you always felt this way i have always been the happiest helping others you know if i look back at even in college i studied elementary education and you know, it was because I wanted to help children. And I worked as a compensatory education teacher, helping kids that were in foster care or kids that were not learning in a traditional environment. And then I switched to pre-law and got an internship helping women of domestic abuse. And then, um, you know, just launching my first company, it was a personal training company, helping, you know, my clients that were clinically obese and helping them get control of their life. And then the Pilates studio. So I think that that has been a common thread through it all, I did have those bouts of like, you know, doing real estate and, and, and then I found I was unhappy there. So I would go back. So, um, I think that I was just born like that in many, and you know, it could be the way I was raised. You know, I, I didn't have, I'm, I'm open about it. I had a very hostile environment growing up at times, you know, my mother is drug addict and, um, you know, suffered from mental illness. And so there were a lot of, um, you know, moments where that, maybe that's where that 
serving soul comes from, you know, trying to help her and trying to fix her. And maybe that's where I get it from. I, I, you know, I don't know. Or is it just that that's how I was born? I don't know which one came first, but it's definitely something that I feel drawn to. I think my work with Femme City and as we continue to grow Femme City and other projects that I take on, it's always going to have that component of serving. You know, how do you change the world with your small actions that you do every day? Yeah. I mean, that's really clear that that's the way forward is to not necessarily think about the big thing that's going to hugely shift things, but rather, what are you doing every day? That's a great quote from Eunice yeah. Kennedy. Um, I watched a documentary on her, I don't know how many years ago, but apparently, you know, they would sit around the table at night during dinner and discuss all the current events. And then she would ask, you know, what did you do today to change the world? And that's a very simple statement, but it's, you know, did you smile to your neighbor? Did you, you know, help a little dog that got lost? I mean, what did you do today to help? And if you just leave it like that, then that, that, then it's a constant conversation where you're asking yourself as, as you close the day out, how did I impact the world? Whether it's a smile or a wave or something greater, you know, um, helping a company, like I'd love to be an angel investor and helping other women launch business, you know, in a greater way. So um, anyway, that's one of my favorite recaps of Eunice Kennedy. I love that quote. That is great. And what a wonderful thing to to help children be aware of as they're going through things on a day-to-day basis. That's really powerful. Well, is is there advice or an insight that you would share with business owners who's, who are asking themselves, how can I how can I make a difference? How can I make a positive contribution? How can I have impact? What would you share with so them? So I think every business that exists generally has the component of helping others. So if you, for instance, own a yoga studio and your yoga practice with your students, then you're helping them find clarity, finding mindfulness moments. So that's a way of serving. Or for instance, you are a hair salon owner. You know, you have your clients that come to you and you're helping them to feel better about themselves, you know, to have more confidence. So I think naturally as we're entrepreneurs and we're launching businesses, generally speaking, I think the way that we serve does help. You know, and even if you lose that connection with your business and you don't know which way is up, if you go back to how do you want your service to help others, it brings it back into that purpose. And all of us have that, you know, even like your show, for instance, I mean, you're helping millions of people get inspired, hearing tips and resources. And, and through that service, you're, you're providing a purpose, you know? Um, so I think everything has that. I think we get into a bad situation when we when we don't have that aspect, we just do something for money. We just want to make a bazillion dollars. And so, you know, there's no purpose in helping someone else. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've certainly um, been so focused on serving in both in this business and ones that you've done previously. And I, uh, I, I loved hearing about the the spiritual spiritual and karmic aspect of business perspective that you have and really bringing women together in this kind of sisterhood. So thank you for joining us today, Violet. I, I so appreciate hearing your uplifting approach and how you're contributing to helping women rise up in the, in the in their own businesses. So thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much for allowing me to share. Um, I, I this is great. Thank you so much. Yeah, my pleasure. And if people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to reach you? You can go to femcity.com and we have a contact button there and you can just simply put forward this to Violet. And <laughs> That's great. 
Well, thank you again, Violet. Uh, Join us for more podcasts on impact. Subscribe to the Work Alchemy podcast channel on iTunes or Stitcher Radio so you'll be notified as soon as new podcasts are available. Thank you to everyone listening for being here. Until next time, to keep that positive flow of energy going in your business so you can have your own impact. Join our community of entrepreneurs like you by entering your name and email at workalchemy.com.